0: Heavy sigh. Sorry to start this with the heavy sigh. Hi, this is the Clay Soul Podcast. I'm Christian, your host. I'm glad to talk to you. I'm gonna say a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna say a lot because of why I decide heavily. But first, I just wanna say thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a review and don't forget to comment or answer the Q&A on Spotify. I always say that at the end, I need to practice saying that at the beginning, that I'm glad you're here and I'm grateful for all the reviews and responses and the conversations that happen in the comment sections and in the Q&A on Spotify. Okay, I need it. I'm going to go off. (laughs) I'm going to rant for a minute because I just saw the dumbest fucking (laughs) dumbest thing that just it pissed me off. So it pissed me off so much and you know my emotions are my emotions so it's not that person's fault I'm angry but at the same time what they said was just idiotic so idiotic so I'm on TikTok after finishing an episode I just recorded an episode like not even that long ago and I was doing my usual like saving it on my computer making sure the file was on my hard drive all that stuff and then I Go on TikTok real quick because I am kind of on a posting schedule right now for my podcast TikTok because, you know, I want it to grow. I've had it for a few weeks and I really want it to grow pretty aggressively on TikTok. So I'm going on TikTok. I see this stupid... (laughs) TikTok. The guy's not stupid. He's probably really smart. He was giving statistics and all the stuff, but like what he said was just so opinionated compared to like the actual statistics he was giving. And it just, it pissed me off so much. And I made a TikTok about it in response, but like, I still feel so like annoyed and dissatisfied, and I feel like it's the perfect topic for this podcast. This podcast is about showing up for yourself no matter what relationship status you have. You know, you can be single. You can be single and wanting to get married. You can be married already. You could just want to have friends, and that's it in life. Like, it doesn't really matter. This is for you, to show up for you, and what this guy said was so annoying (laughs) so i'm watching this tiktok and it's being duetted and the person that posted it i didn't respond to them i responded to the original tiktok but the person that duetted it you know they weren't they didn't even really say anything they just like listened on camera so i'm not upset with them but The original TikTok that they were listening to was this guy, an older white man. This, I feel like, connects to something, which is why I'm saying it. Otherwise, I wouldn't say it because I don't refer to people's gender, age, race, whatever. But in this situation, I feel like it will make sense in a second. This older white gentleman decides to say, and this is literally the first phrase, or like literally the second half of the first phrase of what he says in the TikTok, that women get bored more easily in long term relationships. What pissed me off more was he said it right after saying a statistic about how women tend to be the ones that file for a divorce. So whether he meant to or not, he basically said women file for divorce because they get bored. Four to five divorces originate from women. Women get incredibly bored a lot faster in long-term relationships and marriages than men do. Men, it kind of like goes a little slower over time. Women, it's like, I do. Honeymoon phase, boom. Couple kids, boom. That's what his sentence was. I can't change what he said. That is what this man said. And if you're on the other side of this (laughs) podcast, you can tell why that pissed me off. Because if you're a woman hearing that, how does that not piss you off? That this man is saying that women, statistically, are the ones, more often than not, to file for divorce, and then follows it up by saying, women tend to get bored in long-term relationships. I'm saying it as close to word for word as he said. I was appalled. I was so irritated for so many reasons, but for the biggest reason of like, okay, obviously this is this is heteronormative, like I'm talking about heterosexual relationships in this case, I don't really know what the case is for non-heterosexual relationships or even non-monogamous relationships. So we're not specifically addressing those in this podcast. But I was just thinking, if you're talking about a relationship between a man and a woman and it's long-term, women don't leave, whether it's a dating relationship or a marriage, a long-term relationship because they're bored. That is the dumbest fucking thing I have heard. <laughs> they don't leave long-term relationships because they're bored. I have never once met a woman that had spent six, seven years of their life with somebody and then left because they were bored. I have never once heard of a woman that spent even just three or four years with someone and left because they were bored. Like, where the hell did he get that opinion? That makes no sense. That a woman who are, we're naturally more into connection. I think men love connection too. They're just like, you know, habited and conditioned to not want it in the same ways. But I do believe men want connection too. But I'm saying in general, women, we're very much more driven by connection just naturally, and if we spent years, in this case with a man, we're not bored. (laughs) We didn't leave it because we were bored. We left it because we were neglected or abused or because there was literally no other choice, right? No woman is gonna spend years of her life with someone and then leave because she's bored. That does, what? <laughs> like I'm still annoyed at just the sheer fact that he said it, let alone like like the cognitive dissonance in my mind. But, and then he's attributing this specifically to divorce in this TikTok, which is just annoying all in and of itself because like, for a woman to have, in this case, a man proposed to her, he's the one that asked. And she told him yes. They were married for whatever reason, for however long, because you know you can't qual- quantify in this situation. He's giving blanket statements. They were married for however long, maybe had kids or whatever, and then she leaves the marriage because she's bored. That what like <laughs> divorce isn't just this easy thing you just up and like leave, and there's no repercussions and it's free and you can, it's not like changing your clothes. It's not like getting rid of all your clothes and getting new clothes. And he literally, he literally said that. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like literally what is wrong with you? Now, after a few moments of calming down, only slightly, I did go to the original poster's profile. And I knew that the original poster like was sharing a speech from someone else. But like, then I went to their profile and I realized like, this is one of those accounts where they repost other people's content, like motivational speakers, podcasters, or whatever. They had several with Kevin Samuels in it. They had several with Fresh and Fit in it. And I was like, okay, this makes sense. (laughs) If you know anything about those, just those two people, this makes sense that they would say that. This would make sense that they would repost content like that because that's the off the wall shit that those people say. Do not get me started on Fresh and Fit. Oh my gosh. I could rant about how annoyed I am about that podcast all day long, all week long. (laughs) So I wasn't super surprised after I went to the profile and I was like, oh, you're one of those. But I want to talk about that because as far as I'm aware from what I've heard from other women in me being one, we put so much of ourselves into our relationships. We put so much effort into our relationships. If you're a people pleaser like I've been or a codependent, you've also probably put way more than enough of yourself into the relationship way more than enough of work and I know like okay let's flash back to like boomer generation like that's expected but I would say as of probably the 90s 1990s on forward that's not okay and it's increasingly becoming more and more not okay because women are becoming well aware of how we've been used by people because we're kind of trained to be human givers. And um, the I'm looking at the book right now. It's called Burnout by Emily Nagowski and Amelia Nagowski. They're sisters that also are well-versed in a lot of things. There's One of them's a PhD, the other one's a DMA. Like They are very... Very smart women. They have this book called Burnout that I've read. It's really good. And Emily, also, I believe it's Emily, is the one that also has another book called Come As You Are. That one's about female sexuality from both a scientific and an emotional standpoint. And then Burnout is about taking care of yourself and your output. And they talk about this in the Burnout book. It's catered to women. And it's so good because they're just pointing out how we are conditioned to be human givers. We're raised to be human givers. We're not trained to be respected by other people with healthy boundaries. We are trained to cater to people. And when we don't, we're seen as bad girls. We're seen as selfish. We're seen as ungrateful. When it's like, no, first of all, I never even asked for you to do that. And second of all, a boundary is me taking care of myself. And you, because it's saying I'm not going to let you be in a position where you're honestly you're hurting yourself if you're taking too much from somebody else. But we are conditioned to be human givers. We're conditioned to give of ourselves constantly. Historically. And if, especially if you're a woman of color, you've been there, where you've been conditioned to work for everybody else and prioritize everybody else. And it's just wild to me that someone would sit up here and say that a woman so choosing to be in a long-term relationship would then choose to not be because she's bored. No, babes. <laughs> no. No she's not bored, she's tired of being neglected, she's tired of being overworked, she's tired of being not appreciated, she's tired of not really being seen, she's tired of not having her own identity, and I went through the comment section of that video, and I only did for a little while because I kind of knew it wasn't going to be good, but I was hoping there would be more women, and not necessarily more men, but definitely more women saying like, hey, this is not accurate. (laughs) But of course there wasn't because the count that made it is probably geared to just men. And when I read some of the comments, I was like, I was both not surprised and appalled at the same time. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Because it's like, what in the world do you, what kind of planet do you live on? where you watched a woman be in a long-term relationship with you, and then you assume she's leaving because she's bored. And I'm not saying that that's happened to me where a man has assumed that for me. That's not the case, personally, in my experiences. But the fact that someone else has that perspective and is on a stage talking to people, because this guy was on a stage giving some sort of presentation with statistics But then backing his statistics with his very idiotic opinions. (laughs) This is so detrimental to the world. It really is. Because if you think about it, there's so much power in womanhood. There's so much power in womanhood. And again, I'm not going to get into non-heterosexual situations in this case, because obviously there's trans women and being bisexual or being lesbian. I'm not gonna cover that in this case. Just addressing heteronormative, as we say, cis, I guess. I don't use that phrase a lot, but cis or, you know, women who identify as women who were born physically female have a lot of power in themselves when it comes to the way the world works because we can birth people (laughs) without us like just think what if every woman decided not to have kids all of us at the same time i'm not saying that should happen that's a very scary thing but if that did like we would go extinct right Literally, our species would go extinct. And you want to sit up here and take us for granted all the time. When on a a societal level, like we hold so much power. But then even on an individualized level. The woman that's in that long-term relationship, I... I can bet you so much money. I don't even have that much money, but I can bet you so much money. She is the one doing all the work. She's the one doing the cooking. She's the one doing the cleaning. She's the one doing the budget. She's the one raising the kids, birthing the kids, making sure everyone's on schedule. She's the one making suggestions. She's the one pointing out when things are broken. She's the one that is aware and she's juggling all the things. And if you really want to put yourself in a hole... Piss her off to the point to where she leaves. And assume that she left because she was bored. Go ahead. Do it. Watch how your life gets stagnant and her life goes up. Just watch. Because she put a lot of fucking energy into that relationship, I bet. And then she said, I'm finally going to choose myself. I'm going to get out of my out of my hole. I'm going to go live my life. I'm going to go enjoy it. She's getting out of that relationship. She's gonna have a glow up because her energy is no longer put into someone who sucks it all away. Her is no longer invested into a relationship that drains her. She's gonna glow up and you're gonna be sitting on your ass still thinking she left because she's bored. Because she's bored. <laughs> Oh my gosh, like I don't know how, I literally don't know how you could have the cognitive dissonance to believe that that's real. She didn't leave because she was bored. (laughs) Maybe if she first started dating you and it's only been a few weeks or a few months, she left because she was bored. That makes sense, you know, that makes sense because some of y'all don't have a lot going on, okay? Some of y'all aren't really doing much with your lives. Some of y'all aren't going anywhere. You don't really have aspirations or whatever. Like, that makes sense. But if it's a long-term relationship, like this guy is saying, she did not leave because she was bored. She left because she needed to. She left because she needed to. She left because she realized she can't be a human giver forever. She realized she was going to constantly be burning out. And in some cases, that breeds a lot of anxiety and depression. So she left for her mental health. She left for her identity because her identity was becoming your identity. She left because she didn't want to be isolated anymore. I'm just throwing out a bunch of reasons that I have both seen and heard and experienced. Like... she did not leave because she was bored she left because you were not faithful to her or committed to her and that's not just with infidelity i think a lot of a lot of people assume you know cheating is the only way to not be committed to someone you know emotionally cheating or physically cheating that that's the only way to not be committed to someone in in my mind and in my opinion I think committing to someone is more than just like, oh, I, I, I'm I, not going to cheat. It's saying I'm going to invest in the relationship. That's commitment. Investing in the relationship. And I do think a lot of you guys, from watching thousands of TikToks and talking to other girlfriends that I have, I think a lot of men... Y'all don't know what you want with yourselves. You don't know what you want with your life. You probably don't even really want to be in a relationship. And you're in one. And whether we're talking about gender roles or not, I don't know. A lot of people have different understandings of what gender roles should be. But ultimately, I do believe at the end of the day, a lot of times in a heterosexual relationship, men should be some sense of guidance. Just naturally, they should have some sense of guidance and they should be leading in some way. That doesn't mean they have to be authoritative, they just have to have some sort of leadership quality because I believe innately that's how relationships in heterosexual relationships work. That's how we're wired. I'm not saying women can't lead at all, I'm just saying we are wired in a way that when men are in their masculine, there is a sense of leadership in general that they should have. And women want that. No matter how powerful, no matter how successful a woman gets, she's still going to want a man that has some conviction, that has some resolve, that has some wherewithal and can make decisions. She still is going to want a man that has drive and ambitions no matter how successful or like little success she experiences. She could, you know, maybe not have hardly any success. She still wants a man that has some sort of drive. That's just how, that's how we work and we, our lives are like that. And she definitely is going to want a man that has drive in the relationship. Because again, commitment is not just I choose to not be with anybody else. Commitment is I choose to be invested and involved actively, not passively. I'm not going to be reactive. I'm going to be proactive. I'm not going to wait for my girl to ask me when we're going to go on a date. I'm going to plan the date without her bringing it up. I'm not going to wait for my wife to tell me what she wants for her birthday, I'm going to be paying attention with the best of my ability. Or I might even ask her instead of waiting for her to hint at it. That's being proactive, not passive. And that is being a leader. Because you're not just sitting on your ass waiting for the relationship to unfold. All women want to be with people that want to be with them. And I would assume, this is an assumption, but I would assume all men want to be with a person that wants to be with them. But if the relationship is not reflecting that, why would she wanna stay? If she has self-respect, she's not gonna stay to be around someone that, like, action-wise, is not truly invested and committed and and wants to be there that doesn't make sense if she likes herself at all she's not going to waste her time being around someone who maybe even says they love her but then will not get out of bed bored is such a weird concept anyway because like to be bored is to say like nothing fun is happening and so I'm leaving being bored is very different than being incompatible maybe you grew apart that's not being bored you're incompatible being bored is is different than like changing your desires out of life that's different than saying i don't think we're supposed to continue on this journey together because we're not congruent and it's not working out that's different being bored <laughs> being bored <laughs> I'm just, I'm still so shocked that he said that. Because women don't really get bored like that in a long term relationship. Yeah, like sometimes there's no spark and there's no like excitement, but she's not gonna just, most of the time, she's not gonna up and leave because she's not excited. Because by then she's committed and she's invested. And she's not up here thinking, I'm not excited, I'm going to go. I think more often than not, she's probably thinking, I'm not excited and I hope we get excitement back. I hope he thinks about how to plan a fun date night. I hope he thinks about how to invest in the relationship every day. If she, let's say it is marriage, like this specific podcast was about not podcast it was a speech or whatever but the specific this instant this guy was talking about was specifically with marriages which is why i keep going back to that but it could be dating or whatever too but let's say it is a marriage and it's been long term more often than not if it's long term more often than not there are kids involved right Do you really think that she would get divorced with kids involved because she's bored? (laughs) I still don't fucking know how you can think that. I'm just like dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded. That doesn't make sense to me because she knows. She knows the weight of what it means. Whether we like it or not. Getting divorced for a woman is a shameful situation, even if she needed to, even if she was being abused, even if she was with a narcissist and was being emotionally abused. It doesn't matter. You know, she could be verbally abused, sexually abused, physically abused, whatever. A lot of times women will still stay until they can't. And then, yeah, they'll get divorced and they will still feel ashamed About leaving a toxic situation. (laughs) Like they deserved to leave the toxic situation. They deserved to leave it. And they will still feel ashamed because divorce for a woman is still viewed kind of shameful. How shameful of you to stand up for yourself. How shameful of you to make a choice that affects the whole rest of your family. You don't deserve to do that. That's I think that's the underlying thought. You should have worked even harder and fought even longer and stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed and exhausted all of your energy to keep going. That's what that vibe is from what I've seen and what I'm understanding from the way the world works. That's the assumption. It's not said out loud, but that's the thought. And yeah, sometimes I think it also goes on the mend too, in this situation, in heterosexual marriages, but I do believe a lot of people think, especially if a woman is the one making the choice to leave, that she's being lazy about it and that she didn't put any work in (laughs) and that she should try again. No. Women will drive themselves crazy to stay in relationships they don't need to be in. I have seen marriages, let's say they stay together. I have seen marriages where people have stayed together and it's obvious that they are not equally mutually benefiting and that there's not a mutual amount of effort put in. I've seen those for real. And I honestly think how sad that is that they've gotten to a point where they're okay with it, you know? Everybody has their own opinion and convictions and whatever, and so that's their marriage, and they can do what they want to do. But I do think it's sad if someone settles for the fact that they're going to be putting in 80 percent of the effort, 75 percent of the effort. That's sad to me. That's not cute. That's not aspirational. I would never, ever. Look at a marriage where the wife is literally carrying the weight of the relationship and think, I want that, ever. As a people pleaser, I know the weight of living your life for other people, and I've felt firsthand the anxiety of it. I was just telling my friend yesterday about how like my people pleasing had gotten so bad that I would go through these anxiety spirals, as I would call them, But, you know, because anxiety is like a heightened mental state, because, you know, it's like your stress is going. When it's over, I dip way down and I would go through depressive cycles. And I would want to die. I would want to unalive myself. Because I was so stressed out of being a people pleaser. (laughs) Because I was trying so hard to carry everybody else's shit and, and... be there for everybody else and that was like in the case of friendship in the case of family almost always in the case of family and relationships but like that wasn't even just with like relationships that was with everything and as as women we've been so conditioned to be human givers I, I don't have enough money to to bet that women in long-term relationships like that that leave they leave depleted and maxed out and burnt out and so tired beyond tired that they they can't give any more energy. They don't have it in them. Because they've been so anxious, because they've been so depressed, because they've been checked out. Yes, high-functioning depression is a real thing. They could be literally taking care of everybody and still be depressed. Because in their minds, they can't not do it. They can't stop. They can't take breaks. They can't say, I can't do this anymore. There's a lot, a lot. As I know I'm 27, but I also have been married and been a mom. (laughs) So I've seen a lot of dimensions of womanhood in my shorter life. And so I do know there is a lot (laughs) of peer pressure and there are a lot of unspoken perspectives on how you should be as a wife and how you should be as a mom. I also grew up Christian, so add lots of layers on top of that because Christianity is very much not into, well, I wouldn't say not into, I think it's evolving, but still it's, Still, the bare bones of it is that women are the human givers. It just is. That's just how it is. And I don't know if that can even be completely radically changed with the way Christianity is set up. But I had to bear the weight of that on top of societal and fam- family familial norms and expections, expectations, expectations. So I know, (laughs) I know what people believe women should be doing as wives, as mothers. I know firsthand. I have been through so much stress in my life, worrying about it, (laughs) especially around motherhood. Just motherhood alone, there's so much weight and so much guilt and so many Everyone has an opinion about every damn thing you do. Whether you breastfeed or not, whether you carry in in birth vaginally or have a C-section, whether you do pacifiers, whether they're scum sucking when they're potty trained, everything. Everyone has an opinion about everything. You can never do anything right as a mom because making your own choice means somebody's gonna, they feel entitled to say something. God forbid your kid wears mismatched socks and they have to comment on it. That's real life as a mom. And then add the layer of then your kid has their own wants and desires, too. And if you are emotionally present, you at least try to, like, listen to your kids maybe you don't listen in a way like i'm going to follow everything they say but you still try to listen and hear them and show them that you're there for them and supportive that's just basic i think that's basic empathy that's basic love and care is listening to someone when they talk to you and meeting them where they are and so as moms we have that where Every fucking person wants to tell us their thoughts on our motherhood. And then our kids also have these wants and desires. And we're trying to juggle everyone's perspectives. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot to try to live up to. And people want to almost demonize every choice that you make. And then to go through that, and and a lot of women, whether they're stay-at-home moms or not, a lot of women get worn out because they're carrying the weight of all that. And to have someone say, whether it's their spouse or whatever, or even like this guy on the stage, say that (laughs) they're bored is appalling. We're not bored, we're broken. We are broken. We're burnt out and we're broken. It's a long-term relationship and we gave so much of ourselves that we literally don't have enough to give and we don't have enough for ourselves. This is one of those where I'm like flat out, there is actual gender biases that are so dysfunctional and corrupt, you cannot ignore. It's like systemic racism. You can't ignore that that's real. It's real. And same goes for gender biases related to specifically heterosexual relationships. The funny thing is the people in the comment section and the people that follow Fresh and Fit and listen to Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuels, like most of those guys are probably not even dating anybody. (laughs) Just (laughs) just being real because you would have to have a woman so low in self-esteem, so low in self-love and self-respect to want to be with you. With you talking like that and listening to people like that, like just not. And then if they are dating or they are married, again, then they're with someone that uh, literally doesn't care for themselves. There's no way. There's no way you can sit up here and be in a relationship with somebody (laughs) that's over here saying misogynistic things like that. And love yourself. And following people that say misogynistic things like that. And love yourself. So the moral of this story, as most of the stories in my podcast are, go love yourself. Get out. (laughs) Get out. Stand up for yourself. If you don't want to leave the relationship, stand up for yourself. Maybe you still want to date this guy. Stand up for yourself at least. That's a good first step. Speak up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. And if that doesn't work, don't sit there and wait for them to change. They're not going to change, babes. They're not going to change. If you're staying in a relationship because you are hoping they will change, leave. They're not going to change. They're not going to change for you. The stakes aren't high enough for them. Leave. Get your energy back. Lead the relationship. Go take time to rest. Find some solitude and then get back out there into communities and friendships and ultimately at some point relationships where there's some mutuality. In the book All About Love by Bell Hooks. I love that book. I've mentioned before that I don't agree with everything she says, but I do think part of that is also just because it was written two decades ago. But I love that book, and she talks about mutuality. Reciprocity, true love requires it. It requires it in a relationship. I cannot experience true love with somebody else if they're not investing in mutually giving. I might have true love for you But you don't have true love for me if there's not mutuality. And if I have true love for myself, I can't stay with you. Because why would I tether myself to a person that doesn't like me enough to even like slightly give effort? You can't. You're not loving yourself then. You're hating yourself in a way. You're torturing yourself being connected to this person. You're probably attached. And we just keep going back to that first episode I released. You're codependent and attached. And you're sticking around and you're not experiencing true love. You cannot tell someone you love them and then literally not do anything to to truly invest in your relationship with them. That's not love. And for whatever reason, it's not always malicious. Sometimes people need counseling or they need to do some inner work or they have, you know, there's a lot going on. It's not always hatred. It's not always like malicious hatred. Sometimes it's subconscious shit that they just haven't worked through and they don't understand. Sometimes it's immaturity. They don't know that love requires work. Sometimes they've watched their parents go through these cycles where the dad can do whatever he wants and chill on the couch and not make decisions and the mom is doing all the work. Maybe they're used to that. It's not always malicious. But that doesn't mean you have to stay. If there's one thing I really want to be heard for any woman out there, and I guess really any person, because I know heterosexual relationships are not the only relationships. If you, no matter your gender, no matter your race, no matter your age, if you are in a relationship at all that feels lopsided, that feels one-sided, that feels like attachment, that feels disproportionate, that feels like the person is checked out, you've put a lot of effort Things aren't working, you've talked about it, you set boundaries, you went to counseling, you worked and you worked, you worked, you worked, you made excuses, you sometimes try to cover for them or do things for them and pick up slack that wasn't necessary, whatever it was. And now you're looking at this person. Maybe they weren't abusive at all. Maybe they said they cared about you, maybe they said they loved you, but it's not mutual. And it's not giving, it's not flowing in some way. You know, relationships are work, not grueling work. If it's true love, the work is not grueling. You don't feel imbalanced. And if you're in a relationship like that, I don't care how nice this person is. You need to let them go. They could be the kindest person and this could be the least malicious situation where they literally they just they can't give for whatever reason you still need to choose to go out of self-respect and self-love and let that person grow and learn and figure out what's going on with them because ultimately as I'm naming books left and right but ultimately as Don Miguel Ruiz says in the four agreements which by the way I think if not all of these books most of these books are linked in my description box by the way but what he says in the four agreements is people aren't don't take things personally because people aren't doing things for you good or bad someone praising you for whatever is still just a reflection of them and their opinions not a reflection of you and if you're someone like me where you've been praised for things that you didn't even really like, you know what I'm talking about. If someone ridicules you and criticizes you, that's a reflection of their opinions. It goes both ways. Everyone's words and actions are a reflection of them. And this person really, truly might not be malicious at all. They might just not have the wherewithal, the maturity, the understanding and the desire the example from going up to know how to invest in the relationship. And I do believe on a soul level, I think our souls know when and how things should be and work, right? I think our souls know. And I, I do believe that there are times when on paper and from what's been said, Everything should work and it's just not working. Because on a soul level, you're not in the right relationship. You're incompatible for whatever reason. And that's real. It's not always hatred. It's not always malicious. You still got to go. Because you love you. And you respect you. And you're cultivating you. You are you. And you're the only you you're ever going to be. And you're not going to waste time being connected with someone who's not going to invest in the committed relationship you chose to be in. You both chose to be there. It's 50-50. Whether it's dating or marriage. There's no possible way. Unless it's like arranged, an arranged marriage or whatever, there's literally no other way that neither of y'all both made a choice. You both made a choice to be in the relationship, to be in the marriage. You both chose to be there. So you both technically chose to be invested. And if you weren't truly going to be invested, then it needs to be over because you love yourself and you want to give yourself time to learn, grow and find the respect and love that you deserve and that you need and that's compatible with who you actually are. No, you're not leaving because you're bored. And yeah, you might be leaving because you're burnt out and broken, but you're also leaving because you're beautiful and because you're brave because you're becoming the person you need to be I hope this helps you in some way you are in your relationship so you know whether or not you need to like leave leave or start small with boundaries and standing up for yourself but when it's time to go please just go you're going to be okay the world will not end Thanks for listening, thanks for chatting with me. Don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to comment, especially comment. Y'all know I like to talk, so I'll respond. (laughs) Answer the Q&A questions and share this with somebody that needs to hear it too. I hope you have a great transformative week and I hope you experience a wealth of love at the very least within yourself, but hopefully also With other people in some capacity. I'll talk to you later.